Good morning. Have a seat, guys. Thanks, uh, Brandon, Nick, and Cade. Appreciate it, guys. Um, kids can be dismissed. Oh, yeah. Usually somebody else does that. Sorry. Kids can be dismissed uh, to Children's Church. Um, I am uh, at the risk of sounding redundant because I say this all the stinking time. Um, I'm really excited this morning about the new series we're launching into. And uh, by the way, uh, pardon me if, if you're not of the same opinion, but if you're not of the same opinion, you're, you're wrong. Um, but snow is just stupid, right? Um, and it's even more stupid when you're really excited about launching out a new series. And it's like, it's snowing like crazy when I woke up this morning. Like, oh, great. There's going to be like four people there today. Um, but thanks for braving the, the snow to, to be here this morning. Um, Stephanie knows what I'm talking about. Snow is stupid, isn't it? There's no, no use for it. None. That's like question number one when I get to heaven. Dear God, what in the world? Why? What's the point? There's no point. Like nothing can be accomplished by snow. It can't just be accomplished by cold. Whatever. Anyway. I don't want to digress too much because I'm good at digressing. Um, so, uh, so let's let's pray, and then we're going to get to the heart of of, uh, of this series. Uh, God, I thank you so much this morning for who you are. I thank you for um, your Son Jesus, and I thank you for drawing us here together. God, I pray now that you would uh, free us from distraction. Pray you would bind the enemy from us this morning and allow us to center in on what you have to say to us, God. And Lord, you've, you've impressed on me the, the, the vitality of these ideas that you've placed in my head and, and Romans 12 too. And, and I, God, I pray that you would open our eyes and open our minds to this, this idea of, of being transformed uh, and how vital it is. And, and God, I pray that more than anything, we wouldn't see anything other than you being the goal of our transformation. God, I thank you so much for Jesus and the finished work that he accomplished and the finished work that we now own as a possession, perfect communing, abiding relationship with you. It's in Christ's name that I pray. Amen. <clears throat> uh, Joe, hit that, that first slide. I want that slide to kind of speak a little bit and um, about what this idea, this process is. And so we're going to spend a lot of time we're going to be in, in the series Transform for eight weeks, but the first three weeks are setting it up, and it's strictly going to be out of Romans 12, too. Um, so three weeks and one verse. I'm excited about that. Uh, so there, there's the, this verse, Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Romans 12, 2. Um, three ideas that are in this verse, and we're going to dig at them very, very slowly and very carefully in the next few weeks. Um, 
First is do not be conformed to this world. Second, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And third, discern what the will of God is. Today we're going to be dealing with the first one. Um, but as Dave has already read, and we read together Romans eleven thirty-three through 36. Let me read those again because they, they're kind of the, the trampoline that springs us into to Romans 12. Um, Romans eleven thirty-three through 36 says, Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his paths are beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor, who has ever given to God that God should repay him, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. I don't, I don't want to dig too deeply into this passage other than, other than to say this. Um, uh, like this is a love song written by Paul to God or about God. And every time I read this, and I've read this several times, what must have been in the heart and mind of Paul when he wrote this? Do you guys ever look at a, a, a poetry or, or a song and think about, and I mean like a, a love song, like, like a, a real love song, not like a, a, a throwaway bubblegum like pop love song, but like, like, a, like it, a, there's a depth to the love, Right? Uh, one of, I, I tweeted a couple of days ago, wanting some response. What, what is your favorite uh, line from a love song? And, and most people that sent something back to me were just being silly. Um, but for for me, my, my favorite is there's a there's a song by Peter Gabriel, "In Your Eyes." Um, it's from I'm an '80s kid. It's from a movie from the '80s, and it's in the '80s. It's you know John Cusack holding up the 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 boombox. That's the song that's playing. Um, and there's a line in that song that says. You are the resolution of all the fruitless searches. And that, that idea, talking, if you're saying that to, that's, that's, that's some pretty good stuff to say to a girl, by the way. Uh, so you are the resolution of, of, like, I've had a lot of searches and, and you are the resolution of all those fruitless searches. And I, I think to myself, like, I've, I've got an active imagination. I'm thinking Peter Gabriel sitting in wherever he sits to write his songs and, and he's thinking about a girl and he's thinking about the love of his life and, and he writes. And what must have been going on inside of Peter Gabriel to write that? You with me? You following that? So what must have been going on inside of Paul to write Romans 11? Oh, the wisdom and the depth of the knowledge of you. You are incredible. And, and the the, the passion that flowed from Paul. And Paul is, is, is not a poet. If we could talk about David or, or Solomon or some of the other writers of, of Scripture, there's a lot of poets that, are, that have written Scripture. Paul, Paul's not one of them. But this is poetry, a love poetry for God written by Paul. And, and what happened for Paul to, to get to this place where he writes these words? And the answer is he had actively been pursuing transformation. He had been transformed and thus had, had connected with God. So God, of, when we're going to, these next eight weeks, we're going to talk about being transformed and transformation and, and this process. And there's a couple of ditches that we can slide into, but ultimately 
God is the goal. Let me, let me say that again. God is the goal. For us to get to a place, um, go back to Romans 11, Joe. To, to get to a place where, where our hearts can have so encountered God that this is the stuff that wells up out of us. Just like Peter Gabriel in his songwriting closet, he engaged this someone that, that bubbled up in him this, this passion to write beautiful words. And Paul did the same thing. He engaged God in such a beautiful way that it bubbled up and, and wrote these words. And so what happened was, Paul had gotten God. And transformation was the process by which Paul got God. And so this, what awaits us at the other end of transformation is beautiful, abiding, communing, perfect relationship with our God. And here's the thing. You and I were born and created for one real major purpose. There's, there's lots of ancillary purposes, but the major purpose for your existence is to know God. Do you know that? And like, we'll talk about the, the first phrase we're going to talk about this morning is do not be conformed. This world is at odds with that goal. This world tells us your goal is money, it's power, it's influence, it's love. It's a spouse, it's children, it's stuff. This world is attacking what your purpose is. But ultimately, your purpose and why you were created is to be in abiding, beautiful, perfect relationship with God such that this stuff comes out of you. So here's, here's the carrot in front of us this morning is like... To be that filled with joy and love that would overflow out of you as to create this, this beautiful art is offered to you freely. And step one is this transformation process. Um, that's, this is why I'm so excited because a, a passion and a heart of mine is I have engaged God. And so like, okay, guys, this, let, let's go do this together. This is going to be great. And so this is the, the passion and energy that, that's welling up in me right now is that let's, let's go there. I want to show you this beauty that we, uh, we have offered to us. And it starts with transformation. But there's a ditch that we can fall into. Um, as we, as God is the goal, we're, we're driving towards God here with this idea of being transformed. We can fall into a ditch that, that becomes, we're, we're trying to, to please God by our religious activity. Um, and we can transform ourselves into an image that we think the, so let me step on a, a little bit of some toes here, all right? So, we come to a church that meets in a, what amounts to like a, an elementary school gymnasium and the pastor wears jeans and t-shirts and we get to do whatever we want to. And so there, there's a certain sort of mindset that appears in you that attracts you to a place like this. Chances are it's because you don't want 
to have to adhere to a list of rules that another church has placed on you. Right? You with me? But inherent within that is transforming yourself or conforming yourself into this pattern. And so that the people that are around us are the ones that we want to, th- to think about us positive things. We're not like those guys. We're like these guys. And these guys are the ones you want to be like. So we're going to try and be like this because it makes us feel better about ourselves in this moment. So we're conforming to this pattern of life. There's, that's, a, that's an easy ditch for us to fall into. Are you, you, tr- you, you following that? Because... The goal is not acceptance here. That's an ancillary benefit. Yes, great, so long as we keep it on track. But ultimately, the product of our transformation is God and God alone. And the beautiful part about that is it'll, it changes everything about you. Joy, peace, hope, perspective, purpose, love, all of those things are wrapped up in God and he wants to give them to you. And the most pure and perfect way for him to give them to us is to transform this body, this spirit, this soul, this mind into thinking like he thinks in connection with him. This is, transformation is so vitally important. But watch out for the ditch. Um... And we'll, we'll talk more about that in a bit. So let's, let's get into Romans 12, 2, if we could. Um, the first phrase, do not be conformed to the world. Um, so I think that it's clear that we all conform all the time. And when I was in school, when I was like... Those were the conformists and those were the nonconformists and conform really has a has a bad connotation to it. And like I'm not a conformist. Everybody wanted to proclaim that about themselves. But realistically we we are. Let me let me let me say this. Um would would you act the same if you're on a roller coaster? How do how do you act on a roller coaster? Hands up, screaming, or like gripping the, like really scared, like freaked out. Would you act that way in, say, a bank? What? <laughs> if there was a bank, well, you're, you're like a cop. You should be not. You would be like, let's do this. <laughs> uh yeah, right, right. Um, so, World Series, Game 7, two outs, Rosenthal's on the mound. How are you acting there? Like, you're nervous. You're, but, but, like, there's this excitement. Would you act the same way at a funeral? We conform all the time. And, and those things aren't bad. It's actually, it's, it's good to not act like it's Game 7 of the World Series at, at you know, your, your grandmother's funeral, that's okay. You, you, you need to conform. But the point is that we conform all the time. And this, also, I want you to think about this. Drive to work tomorrow and look at the billboards that you see and think about how is this trying to get me 
to conform my values, my, the way that I'm going to spend my money, the way that I'm going to spend my life, the way that I'm going to spend my disposable time? What is this billboard trying to get me to do? This world is trying to get you to conform. Um, it's just the truth. Let's do a little bit of work about this word. The, the Greek word conformed is... Um, Sorry, it's been a morning, so I, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this word. Sukismatizo. Let's just pretend that that was, that was done perfectly, all right? And there's probably one or two of you in the room who can prove me wrong. Be quiet if you're one of those two people. Sukismatizo. I just blew that one. <laughs> the matizo word. It means to conform to another's pattern, but... The root of that word is schema, which means the form of a thing. Schema is the form of a thing. So it is changing the form of something. This word schema appears another time in Scripture in Philippians 2.8. Does anybody know what that says? Jesus appeared in the form of man. The f- schema. So this word conform has as its root Schema. So Jesus didn't stop being God, but he appeared in form as a man. So this is the call for us is to, to change or to not change our form as conforming to the pattern of this world. Um, the idea is to compromise because of an effect of an outside force. Do not conform is to compromise because of the effect of an outside force. By virtue of your your taking breaths, you are being attacked and asked to conform to the pattern of the place where you find yourself. The language here, the, the tense of the verbs here are do not be conformed denotes an understanding that we are to stop an act that is already in progress. Let me say that again because it's, it's really, really important. Remember, God is the goal of this not conforming. Do not conform denotes an understanding that we are to stop an act that's already in progress. Do you, I, I, I need you, again, God is the goal. If God is really the goal, I need us to really understand that this conforming is already in progress. It's in progress in every single one of us. This conforming to the pattern of this world and our, our command from Paul via God is to not do this, to stop this process that's already taking place. Natural you is conforming to the pattern of this world. Natural you is conforming to the pattern of this world. Um, I want to uh, bring something to, to light here. This is a steamer. Um, we, there's another attachment. We take this off and we steam, uh, like a steam mop attaches to this, but this also will steam clothes. All right. And so what we do is we open this little deal here and we pour some water into it. And there's a great likelihood that I will, uh, spill. And there's a little bit of likelihood that after I spill, I'll slip and fall and we'll all laugh. So I'm, I'm pouring water here into this steamer. This is water. What, what sorts of things, again, not rhetorical question, what sorts of things can you do with water? 
Spill it. <laughs> Drink it. Yes, what sorts of productive things, I guess I should have said, can he do with water? Drink it. So what, what, is, what does water do to us to drink? What good is it? What? Hydrates us, yes. By the way, a little, little dry, so I'll have some. Uh, what else? What else does water do for us? Grow food, yeah. Two, those are the two major things that I kind of came up with, is they, they help us to grow food, and uh, they hydrate us. So could you, could you, could I pour this, like a, a whole bunch of water, could I pour all over the floor here, and we could just go ice skating? No? What? We need, we need to be cold. We can go outside, yeah. Um, so what you can't do with ice what you can do with water, but you can't do with water what you can do with ice. You can't ice skate on this, but you also can't really drink a big hunk of ice, right? So this is, so you saw me, like this was dry. Now you just saw me pour this water into here. I'm going to squeeze this trigger and you hear it starting to work there a little bit. There's conforming that's happening. There's not transforming that's happening. You can see it. It's starting to steam a little bit. It'll start steaming more in a second. Here it comes. There's conforming that's happening. There's an external force that's imposing its will on the water, and steam is coming out. Danielle, quick, drink this steam. You can't, you can't drink steam. It's just kind of like this is now this steam. This is a, a conforming process. Okay? It's still, what, what is the chemical makeup of this steam that's coming out? H2O, thank you. It's, this is H2O, and that's H2O, and that stuff on the ground out there is H2O. It's in just in different forms. It's been conformed, all right? So I'm, I'm trying to differentiate for us the difference between being transformed and conformed. To be ice, water, steam, it's still the same thing, taking on a different form. Next week, we're going to talk about being transformed. That's a completely different thing. It's where it ceases to be H2O. It becomes something completely different. But for us, this world is trying to impose its will on us to make us take a different form. This is what it means to be conformed. Um, so I have uh, some friends of mine told me the story one time. They love, uh, they were making, so husband and wife, they're going to make some white chicken chili. And they love uh, hot stuff. And so she looked up a, a recipe on the internet and it said, um, add one to four teaspoons of cayenne pepper. So she said, what should I do, babe? It's, I like hot stuff. Let's do, let's do four. Let's do them all. Let's do, let's make it as hot as we can. It's great. So they, they poured the, the cayenne, the four teaspoons of cayenne pepper in there, stirred it up and it's all finished and they go to eat it. And it's like, you can't eat it. It's so hot. Like you can't eat it. Turns out it was one quarter teaspoon, not one to four. <laughs> so there's 16 times too much cayenne pepper in this white chicken chili. And, right? <laughs> um, sweating, 
just, and, and like this guy, he's, he's like, I'm tough. So like his insides probably like, oh, I hate, but I got to keep, I, I, I can't be weak. I got it. So he's, he's almost a whole bowl of this stuff, but it's miserable. But the idea is, this is the, the concept of, of what I'm talking, an external force changed the form of a thing to make it completely different. And this is, this world is attacking you. To, this world is, is striving like this steamer is, or like that cayenne pepper did, to change the form of a thing. And again, the whole purpose, the whole point of our complete existence is, our, our goal is, is God. Um, but, so we... I want to change gears just a little bit. So this, the process of transformation happens through the power and work of God alone and not something that we can create for ourselves. That's, that's fact one. We'll talk more about that next week. But fact two is we are participating in that process. So we have to pursue God in order for that transformation to take its shape and take its hold. And we'll talk more in the coming weeks about spiritual disciplines. And what I mean by spiritual disciplines, I'm talking about Bible intake. And underneath Bible intake are things like uh, reading your Bible, listening to sermons, uh, uh, meditating on Scripture, memorizing Scripture, all those things. This is a spiritual discipline for us that leads to the process by which we are transformed and halts the process by which this world is trying to conform us. So we have two competing entities, the world and God. The world is trying to conform us, change our form, H2O, water into ice, water into steam, trying to change our form, remaining H2O. You with me? But it's an external force that's fighting against us. God is a supernatural force that will change our actual makeup. This is the difference between conformed and transformed. You, you with me? Conforming is taking something that is and remolding it. Think clay. Think stamping out a cookie. Changing, a, a, using a cookie cutter on a cookie. Changing the shape or form of a thing. Transformed is what God is going to do to us where we become something different than we were yesterday. And it's fundamental makeup. Take the O out of H2O and you've just got hydrogen. It's something completely different. All right? And this is the process that God is trying to take us. Now, the God is, is the active one there and we are the passive one there, but we do have a role to play. And that role that we have to play is to prepare ourselves, um, is to participate in the spiritual disciplines, pray, study, read your Bible, um, Bible intake and prayer and fasting and, and all these things. And we'll be blogging about these things in the coming weeks and we'll be talking about them from the pulpit in the, these coming weeks. But this is a process that we participate in. And now here's another ditch that we can fall into in this process. Re- remember, God is the goal. Okay? So we're chasing here. The spiritual disciplines are the way that, that we get to God and we get more God and he is now pressed into us and we are transformed and not conformed. But they can 
And I've seen it happen all the time where the disciplines or the activity becomes the goal. Like when I was little, this is, drives me nuts as an adult, especially an adult pastor. We had these envelopes that we used to put our offering in at church. And, and on the, the, the envelope were, were boxes. Did you guys ever have these? They were Bible brought. Bible read daily. Prayed daily. All these things. Giving. Well, dumb. This was an offering envelope. I always didn't understand that one. And so what would happen for us is like I'm sitting there filling this out. And I'm like, actually, Scott was, was with me. Scott was sitting right next to me when I was filling one of these out one time. And I was more than likely, Scott, I was looking at your, at your envelope. You were looking at mine too, right? <laughs> uh, so, but these spiritual disciplines to, to bring your Bible, to study your Bible, to pray, to give, those are all really good things. But we're stupid and, and the thing becomes the thing. So spiritual disciplines serve one purpose and they are to get you to God so that Romans 11, 33 through 36 type stuff can come out of you so that you can have engaged God in such a beautiful and, and incredible way that, that this sort of artistry comes from you. You are so enraptured by what you've apprehended about God that you are changed. And the spiritual disciplines are the path to get us there. But we can fall into the ditches like, hey, look at me. God, you owe me these things because of this is what I did. That's not the case. Because God just, it, you just get those things by pursuing him and by engaging him. He, it's, that's the supernatural transformation process that is offered to us. And that just blows my mind. That this is offered. We can have this sort of transformation where we, and this is where I go back to, to the, to the love song. Next time you, you listen to a, a really good love song, think about the idea of, of what must have been going on in the author of those words. What kind of relationship does he have with somebody to make him that bubble up into this sort of love? And then take that idea to God, and this is what God offers to you. How much, like, like to see love blossom in this world between a husband and a wife or a, a parent and a child or, or good friends even. To see that blossom, it's, it's really beautiful, right? Yes, is the answer to that question. It's beautiful. And this is the product of transformation. We can have that sort of like incredible, beautiful, inspiring relationship with God. And the, the God intends for us to live there. He created you to live there. This is what heaven is going to be like. That this sort of, wow, like butterflies in the stomach, but complete acceptance from, from God. This is what is offered to you. And the, the product is, is, is transformation. This is God's path for us. And it's, I want great things for us. I want us to live in our purpose. I want us to live fulfilled. I want us to walk around this earth feeling satisfied. I want that for you.
I want that for me. I want that for my kids. I want to walk around this earth feeling satisfied. And the only way, the only way for that to fully realize itself is Romans 12 too. Don't conform to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this is what we have in store for us for the next few weeks. So I want to close with Romans 11, 33 through 36. And I want you to try to imagine Paul in a, a dark candlelit room writing these words after having spent probably countless hours praying, fasting, suffering, studying, and apprehending his God. And this is what comes from him. And this is what is offered to you. Paul in his dark room, candlelit room, writing, Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of you, God. How unsearchable are your judgments and your paths are beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that you should repay him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. This is, this is the offer to you. God offers it freely and perfectly and will do it in you. It's beautiful. Let's, uh, let's pray. And I want to give you some time to... Uh, consider this without me yakking at you. Father, I thank you so much for the gift of the words of Paul in Romans. I thank you that for generations, thousands of years, you persevered those words to minister to our hearts today, to give us the knowledge of who you are and the beauty of who you are, God. And I pray that you would enlighten our minds God, you've, you've shown us the product that is yourself and the art that can come from us and the beauty that can come from us when we have engaged and apprehended you. God, now show us how to, how to place ourselves in a position where we won't be conformed to this world. Father, protect our hearts, protect our souls, protect our values, protect us. Keep us from being conformed to the pattern of this world. And God, keep in front of us that you are the goal. God, I pray now in these moments as we reflect and as we respond to you this morning, God, would you speak clearly to us? God, you've brought us each here today for a purpose. And you want to speak to us, Father. And I pray that we would now in this response time open our ears to what you're saying to us, Father. Maybe it's, a, it's, it's an action to cut something from our lives. Maybe it's something as simple as that, God. But I pray you would open our ears to hear from you, God, and then inspire us to action to do something about it. God, Allow each of us to, to engage with you this morning in such a way to, that, that we might hear you speaking to us and that we might not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we might apprehend you.
thank you for Jesus. It's in his name that I pray. Amen. So our opportunities to respond are before you, as always. I'll be in the back to chat with you, um, and we have our baskets here to, to give back to what God has given to us so that we can continue the ministry of this church. If you're a guest here, uh, this is for our regular members and attenders. We don't want your money, um, but we do want you to engage with God this morning. And the best way for us to do that is to, to come and partake of communion. If you've accepted Christ as your Savior, you're welcome to partake of communion. So you rise in your time and come and break from the bread on the plate and dip it into the bowl on the juice and partake of it. And as you do, you're, you're proclaiming the death and burial and resurrection of Christ. You're celebrating those things. You're celebrating the transformation that has happened inside of you that can continue to happen that, and you receive God as the goal from that. But I want to leave, this is something new for our, our response time. I want to leave one thing. I believe that God is speaking to us. I believe every time we walk in these doors, God has called you here to say something to you. So I want you to, to apprehend that, to maybe even write it down, think through it, process it. What has God said to me this morning? And then take that a step further. What am I going to do about it? So response time. What has God said to me and what am I going to do about it? So process through that. We have a longer response time than typical places. So this, the purpose is for you to engage with God because God wants to, con- wants to transform you so that he can give you more of himself. These are your opportunities to respond. Respond to God now in your time.